You are listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast, and I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. You can find me at rickthomas.net if you have a question for me. I would love to interact with you. We are an interactive ministry. It is not my preference just to write articles, write books, or produce webinars, videos, and podcasts, and just shove it out in cyberspace. What I prefer to do is, well, in addition to all those things, I want to interact with you. It helps us as a ministry to understand where our people are. Uh, We could be just talking into thin air, and I I don't want to do that. And so we set up our ministry to be interactive, and one of the ways that we've done that is through our community forums. Did you know we have free forums that you can come to and ask any question that you have? Any question pertaining to life and godliness, we would love to give you our two cents, try to advise you in whichever way we can. If you're having a relational problem, personal problem, situational difficulty, a decision that you have to make, let us serve you. Let us come alongside you. If you are a supporter of our ministry, well, there's two things I would want you to know. One, you're underwriting the ministry. It is because of you that we are doing what we are doing, and we can't do what we do without you, and that is the truth. And so thank you so much for underwriting this ministry, which frees up a half a dozen of us to uh, be able to keep up with all that the Lord is doing through this ministry. So thank you so much for your support. But also, we have a private forum for you. It's just for our supporting community. It's a smaller community, of course. And so if you want to ask us a question, you go there. But either way, honestly, it doesn't matter. The big deal, the big idea here is that we want to serve you. And so get your username and your password and make sure that you're logged in. And then you can ask your question. We are a 24-7 shop, 365 days out of the year. And so there'll be somebody here interacting with you, and we'll give you the best advice we we can, and it'd be a privilege and a joy to be able to do that. A couple of weeks ago, Lucia and I went to Alberta, Canada. We went to Red Deer, specifically in the province of Alberta. We flew into Calgary and then eventually made our way to Red Deer, to Bethany Baptist Church, and we put on a two-day conference. It's a two-day conference that I hope will last a year and a half. It's already been at least a year in the making. And so I want to talk to you about a way to put on a church conference. This is the prototype for how I would prefer to put on a church conference. Sometimes people ask, Rick, would you come speak, and how would you like for that to happen? Well, I hope that this podcast will serve anybody that wants us to come to their organization to speak. I hope this podcast will serve as that prototype to give you an idea of the way that I prefer it. Now, of course, this A way is not the way. There are many ways to do a conference, and this is just one But this is my preference, and I want to share it with you. And the big idea about doing a conference, a biblical counseling conference or whatever type conference you have, the big idea is to make it as not only as comprehensive as possible, but as long as possible, to extend the conference as long as you possibly can. 
And so this conference that I did at Bethany Baptist Church, it started a year before we ever showed up. That's what I'm talking about. So a year before we showed up, the, the person that was leading the conference, her name is Lisa Rice, and she is a student in our Mastermind program. And what she did is she began to drip out articles from our ministry to the congregation. And the reason for that, well, there were several, I suppose. One is to introduce us to them, uh, two, to have them to warm up to my style of communication, and of course, three, most importantly, is to be able to help them. Uh, these sanctification articles could have impact on them before we ever showed up. So when we do show up, there is a little bit of buzz. There's some momentum. God has already done some things in people's lives. And it's not like you're just meeting somebody cold. Now, I've done conferences like that, but that is not my preference. I prefer a ramp-up time an extended period before we show up to where we can already be helping people before we arrive. And Lisa did a great job in preparing the church by dripping out, I suppose it was over a dozen articles, maybe, uh, that she shared uh, on a monthly basis or three week. I'm not sure exactly what her pace was, but she began dripping those articles out about a year ago. And then we showed up two weeks ago, and we weren't perfect strangers when we showed up. And that's part of how I like to do a conference. But let me tell you all that we did uh, as we led up to the conference, and it'll give you an idea of, you know, maybe you can adapt some of this to uh, your conference strategies. It did work. Let me give you the end of the story. It worked very well. And God did a good work in many hearts, and we've heard several testimonies and really encouraged by all that the, the Lord did. And so what we did is we flew into Calgary, Alberta, Canada, seven days before the conference started. Now, this was not a vacation, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, one of the things that I tell every conference that I do that if I do not crawl out of town exhausted, then I have not served you well. As I say, we can sleep the following week. But I want to make sure that you use me totally, use me up totally. And uh, Lisa, <laughs> she, she took me at my word and she used us up totally. And we were thoroughly exhausted by the time we left eight days later. But that is exactly how we wanted to do it. We're here to serve, not to be served. And if we leave anything on the table, any gaps in our schedule where we can't help someone, I will be disappointed. And we were, let's just say I wasn't disappointed. And so Lucia and I flew into Calgary, Alberta. And then we spent a couple of days with Lisa and her husband, Chris. Both of them are students in our mastermind program. They live in Red Deer, but we spent a couple days in Canmore and Banff, Alberta. Those are two tourist spots, and I must say that they are gorgeous. Uh, they are the northern end of the Rocky Mountains, and so we got to see the Rocky Mountains from Canada, and it was beautiful, and we spent uh, two full days. So it was, Friday, it was Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening, all day Sunday, and then uh, most of Monday we spent together as we drove uh, into Red Deer, 
on Monday. But it gave us time to walk around, to tour a little bit. We did some hiking and did a ton of talking. Now, Rick and Lucia, we needed time to get a good overview of the expectations for the week. And before we got knee-deep in people, we just wanted to spend some time with Chris and Lisa for debriefing. It allowed us to learn about the church that we would be serving the coming Friday, uh, to learn the history of the church and some of the things that have been happening, what God has been doing in the church, and and those types of things. It also gave us an opportunity to uh, spend some time with Chris and Lisa and and having some fellowship with them since they are part of that church. Learning about them helps us to learn about the church as well. And so it was a good two days that we spent with Chris, Lisa, and uh, their 13-year-old son, Lucas. And we had a fantastic time. Uh, We had some wonderful food, and hiking uh, through the mountains was also beautiful, and the conversation was great. And so we came into Red Deer, And we started a series of meetings starting Monday evening after our two-day debrief with Chris and Lisa. Now, Lisa set up several meetings, and it allowed me to observe uh, the people of the church and also to equip in these various teams and ministries. And this served as a great ramp-up for the actual conference that we were having on Friday. My conferencing philosophy is not to over-prep before I show up, not to over-prep until we get on site and begin learning about the church. What I didn't want to do is I didn't want to predetermine what I wanted to say until I knew the audience that I would be serving as well as I could understand them. This is also how we train our students in our mastermind program. You, You don't want to have a counseling session, say on Tuesday, and you spend Monday evening writing out everything that you're going to do, everything that you're going to say in the counseling session. That is unwise, James would say, that is arrogant. He said, you don't say, I'm going to go into this town, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. He says, you don't know what's going to be on tomorrow. You don't know what's going to be on Tuesday when that counselee shows up. This one thing I do know is that no matter when and when the last time you talk to that counselee, uh, when they show up, there'll be things that are different from what you anticipated. And so you step into the moment and you counsel them according to where they are and what's going on in their lives, well, that's a part of my counseling philosophy. I don't have three sermons that I just show up and teach those three sermons everywhere I go. I want to customize what I'm going to say to the audience that I'm talking to, but I won't know what to customize until I know the audience, and therefore... It is imperative that I spend time with the people. And so we had two days with Chris and Lisa for a lot of discussion, conversation, debriefing. And then she set me up for these meetings. Now, these meetings were instrumental in gathering the data that I needed to serve this church most effectively. And and honestly, that's, that's the whole deal. Uh, You're called to come to a church and to do training, and you want to do it well, and you can't do it well if you do not know the people. And so here's what Lisa did starting Monday evening. My first meeting 
was a multi-hour meeting with, with the servant leadership team. These were the people that were over all the spheres of the church, including youth ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, uh, children's ministry, administration, maintenance, uh, the missionary work, the treasury, the financial department, I mean everything. All the ministry leaders over all the spheres of the church, they were there, and all of them shared what was going on in their ministry, the needs that they had, the things that they had accomplished. This was a crazy good time for me to be, I mean, basically what happened is they gave me an entire overview of everything that's currently going on in the church from a functional ministry, organizational perspective. And then they gave me 30 minutes at the end to introduce ourselves and kind of lay out uh, what I wanted to do for the week, and so this was a wonderful time. That was Monday evening, and then we turned around on Tuesday morning. I came in, and Lucia and I came in, and I taught the ladies' Bible study. This was a three-hour meeting on Tuesday morning. Now, all of my meetings, as much as I can get away with it, they're all Q&A, meaning that I, I want people asking questions. This is another way uh, that I can get a good feel for what's going on in the church. What I don't want to do with my three sermons that I preach everywhere, I just don't want to map that over. I don't want to walk into a ladies' Bible study and say, I have three points and a poem, and I'm going to map this over uh, you all, and I'm going to give you this teaching, but I haven't interacted with you. I don't know if this fits you. And so I had something that I wanted to say, and I began to share that. But I will tell you this, that during this meeting, we took some left and right turns that were not anticipated because of the questions that they were asking. But that allowed me to serve them well because I was serving them according to what God was doing in their lives in the present tense. And so Monday evening was with the servant leadership team. Tuesday morning was a three-hour Bible study. Tuesday afternoon, Lucia and I had lunch with the pastor, the lead pastor, and his wife. Uh, we met two of their four girls at that point as well. We spent a couple of hours getting to know each other, hearing their stories about where God had brought them and what God was doing uh, in the church, doing with them the things that they had learned, etc. That was an excellent time Tuesday afternoon. And then Tuesday evening, I attended an elders meeting. This was a three-hour elders meeting. Uh, they cut the elder business down to just one hour. They had much more they wanted to talk about. But because I was there, they wanted to leave enough time for us to interact with each other. And so they just did two hours of elder stuff. And then there were two hours for me, and they asked me questions. I shared one of the questions that they wanted to know from me is, or any observations that I had thus far from the short time that we had been there at the church. And so there was that, and then there were other, many other questions and a bunch of talking points as we went back and forth for two hours. That was exceptional because at, in that meeting, obviously, it's the elders, and so I'm getting a real heartbeat, uh, not just on their leadership style and and how they are as leaders, but also how they care for the uh, for the flock, what they th how they think about them, and how they serve them. And so that was a very good meeting Tuesday evening. Wednesday morning at 6.30 in the morning, I showed up for a men's breakfast. 
and that was a good time as, of teaching as well. That went on for a little more than an hour. And then mid-morning, about 10 o'clock, the 65 and Alive group uh, showed up. These are the older folks of the church, but not just the church. There were several folks who uh, don't attend the church, uh, visitors in the community, and there were a few folks there who do not know the Lord. And this, this was one of my highlights Wednesday mid-morning uh, to interact with the el- el- elderly folks. I, I will tell you, as I told them, it was somewhat intimidating because these people have been walking with the Lord uh, for a very long time. And I got to sit down. The first person I sat beside was Alice, who has spent, I think, 50 years in Papua New Guinea uh, doing missionary work. So it was a bit intimidating uh, talking to them, but it was a good time for me personally, and it gave me another flavor for what God is doing in this wonderful church, Bethany Baptist Church. And then Wednesday evening, I got to go to the youth meeting, and that was great. I made some wonderful uh, memories from that meeting specifically. They warmed up to me eventually, and so it became interactive too. They had questions that they were asking, and they were uh, rich questions. They were relational questions, things that they were struggling with that were unique to the individuals in that group, and I would say... uh, in three words, a total blast. And so I enjoyed the youth meeting on Wednesday night. And then Thursday morning, we turned back around and we met with the church staff. Uh, We talked about envisioning ideas, more observations that I've had, because now at this point, I've I've met with the servant leadership team on Monday, the ladies' Bible study on Tuesday, the pastor and his wife Tuesday afternoon, the elders' meeting Tuesday evening, the men's meeting on Wednesday morning, the 65 and Alive group mid-morning, Wednesday evening is the youth, and so here we are Thursday morning, and so I shared a lot of observations that we had gathered thus far, and we talked about future equipping plans for the church as they think about this idea of sanctification. That was Thursday morning. And then Thursday afternoon, we went to lunch with two of the pastors and their wives, This was an excellent time of fellowship, and I got to spend time with the other pastor, which was great because I hadn't spent a lot of time with him at that point, uh, and his wife, and so I got to hear his story and what God has been doing in their lives, and that was wonderful as well. And then we came back to the church building Tuesday afternoon and had a little bit of time for a two-hour counseling session. And so Lucia and I met with an individual for a couple of hours, and that allowed us to be able to serve this person, which was great, and it gave just another, a little nuance uh, on church life and what's been going on in the church. And then Thursday evening, Lucia and I met with the men's and women's leaders for a few hours. By the way, if you want to read about all of these meetings and what we did uh, pre-conference prep, uh, the week prep before the conference, the actual conference. Uh, If you want to read all these things, they are here in the show notes uh, that you can get episode 162, a superb way to put on a conference. And I would encourage you to look at this skeletal outline here and, and gather from it. And if you want me to come and speak to your group, Let this be a template of sorts, 
and that you use this. And we'll help you. Every church is different, and they need to be served differently, but we will help you. Uh, if you need help in organizing and, and putting some ideas together, because ultimately uh, the big deal here is that we're working toward a two-day conference on Friday night and Saturday morning and afternoon, and I don't want to go in cold. I don't want to go in predetermined what I'm going to say. And so through all of these meetings, they were instructive and I met with every demographic of the church in some way, including a counseling session, plus several meetings with pastors and leaders and friends. And so we had a lot of time to spend together. And so by the time that we actually got to the conference, which was Friday evening, uh, Friday was my day off. And so I didn't have anything to do on Friday, but to prep for Friday evening. And I had two sessions on Friday evening, and then I had four sessions uh, all day on Saturday. And so by the time we got to the actual conference, I don't know if I could have had a better feel uh, for the church uh, because of how Lisa had organized it here. And so I was ready to do the conference, and they were wonderful. The, the actual meetings, the six meetings that I had, they were very good. They, too, were interactive, and so people were asking questions, and it helped me to zero in on real things that were going on in the people's lives. Now, they also scheduled me to teach Sunday school uh, after the conference at the, at the church meeting on Sunday morning, which I did. And then the preaching hour, which I did that as well. And so from Monday, starting at the servant leadership meeting, to Sunday, where I preached the sermon, there were 16 teaching contexts. And all 16 of these contexts gave me ample opportunities to learn how to serve this body and they were interactive because that is a big deal for me. And the thing about Q&A, besides helping them in the moment with whatever is going on in their lives, Q&A also allows me to adapt along the way. In fact, when I got to the Wednesday morning, the mid-morning 65 in a live class, I had something that I was going to do specifically for that class. But after I got arrived, and based on the things that I had learned up to that point, I completely changed what I was going to share with those people. And I do believe, based on the outcome and based on the response, that changing it right there before the meeting started, that that was the right thing to do. It just seemed like God wanted to go another direction. And so the thing with Q&A and spending all of this time together, interactive time together, is that it does allow me to adapt along the way. I can't imagine what it would be like to sit at home here and plan 16 sessions. This is what I'm going to do. And I haven't met a single soul at Bethany Baptist Church other than the interaction that I have with Chris and Lisa in the Mastermind program. But virtually, I don't know anybody at the church. And so what I don't want to do 
is plan 16 teaching sessions before we ever show up. And so our counseling philosophy, or conferencing philosophy rather, is similar to our counseling philosophy in that you don't want to over plan without knowing your audience, and that's the key idea. And so if we come to your church or to your organization, I don't know how you would do it. Maybe you would follow this template here in episode 162. Now, you're welcome to do that or loosely follow it. But the, the key idea is that I need to know the audience because it's important that we adapt and that we're connecting with the people with where they are with the Lord because every church, every organization is in a different place and I need to discern that and I can't discern that without knowing the people first. And so we had these times with the individuals and we continue. It, it was like ongoing education on the fly and that helped us. And so Lisa, Lisa, you did a fantastic job in prepping the church. Now, she was exhausted. <laughs> she was exhausted, too, because in addition to all these meetings that we attended, and she attended many of them, maybe most of them, but we spent a lot of time with Chris and Lisa. One of the things that we ask is that people don't put us up in hotels. Uh, hotels can be isolating, and it doesn't allow us to get amongst the people. And so we stayed with Chris and Lisa and Lisa's dad and Chris and Lisa's son, Lucas, and their two dogs, Finn and Sawyer. And so it allowed us to, we spent maybe every evening, but certainly most evenings, they were quite long. And I know one of them went to one o'clock in the morning uh, as we spent talking. And so they too sacrificed because Chris has a job. And he had to get up early in the morning and, and get at his job. So I think in some ways they were glad that we left so that they could rest. Uh, but they did a wonderful job, not just in preparing for our arrival, but hosting us and allowing us to interact with them, spend time in their home, uh, but also getting us engaged with the people. It was a blessed time. There were many tears that were shed. There were deep conversations. There were encouraged lives. And I trust that we collectively advanced the fame of the Father uh, through this. It was a two-day conference. It was six actual sessions, two on Friday evening and four on Saturday. But it was 16 teaching meetings that lasted eight days. And that's how we prefer to do a conference. Now, if you want to read this, you're welcome to. Again, it's episode 162. It's titled, A Superb Way to Put on a Church Conference. If you want us to come and to speak, I'll be more than happy to do that. You can contact our ministry here and say, Hey, would you consider coming? We'd like to adapt what you did at Bethany Baptist Church. If you want to talk to, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to talk to somebody at Bethany Baptist Church, I'd be glad to connect you with the pastor, uh, one of the pastors, or with Chris and Lisa. You're welcome to talk to them and they can share with you their experience. But our desire would be uh, to sculpt something that is for you. Now, we can teach, I can teach any size group. It can be leadership development where you just pull the leaders of the church together and do 
a one or two day intensive, or it can be the entire church. It can be biblical counseling specifically. It can be a marriage retreat. We've done that at different places like in Alaska uh, where couples came together. One of our two trips to Alaska, one trip was more biblical counseling training, and then another trip was just for couples. It was a couples retreat for a two-day a week over the weekend uh, where we spent time with the couples. And so we can do it any way that you want to do it, or we can do it with the youth. It doesn't matter. Uh, but if you want to talk about this, just drop us an email to our ministry here and say, hey, would you consider uh, coming to uh, our place and doing some training? I would love to do that. Uh, we would just ask that you fill up our time, that we are exhausted when we leave, uh, that we make it as interactive as possible uh, because we want to serve you. If there's any other way that we can serve you, there's several ways that we can do it. I've just published two books in the summer of 2018. One is called Change Me, the Ultimate Ch uh, Life Change Handbook. This book has proven to be quite popular and uh, instructive with people. We've received excellent feedback from folks who have read this book. We've had more than one person to read it multiple times uh, because they've enjoyed it that much. It's been that beneficial. And so one of the ways that we can train you is by uh, getting our books and partaking, partaking in our resources. We don't even have to show up at your place. You can partake right here at our ministry. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.